Okay. Uh, I'm recording. So, yeah, so we're doing this one because I haven't made any trades yet. I haven't even. Yeah, so, so check, check. This is uh, Drew and Jess <laughs> back for round two of Drew's trading adventures. Yeah, I was calling it the trade cast. Trade cast, sure. sure. Trade cast. My trading podcast adventures. within a podcast. Yeah. Um, well, I was talking to. So I ran into Chuck again on uh, Monday, and he goes, Yeah, so I have this. And I'm like, I'm just waiting to transfer it over. So I moved my my crypto out, and I was okay. having this okay. analysis paralysis. Like, do I really want to cash this out now? Right. I've had like this long and hold relationship right. with it. Yeah, well, you know, always could put a hundred bucks back in. Yeah, it's, the, the amount of it I feel like should be. Should make it I yeah. think so. A hundred bucks is. That's true. <laughs> if, that is if, true. If, if, if something happens to it, or if you, if you want to put a hundred bucks back into Bitcoin, so you're not so nervous about taking it out, I mean, yeah, you just, you just put a hundred dollars of other money into the trading account. I mean, I don't think the amount of money right at this point should really be the focus, or even using money at all to begin with. For the first like month or two of these, we should just be talking about like how to recognize trades, how to find trades. Okay. Paper trading, so you get the, the sense of how to actually do it when you actually you start using real money. Paper trading, I think, would be very good. And, um, um, I th- what I was going to suggest, and maybe we could just do this one time, but um, at least for the next episode, after we talk about a few ways to, to find trades, is to have you come back kind of with like a little homework maybe in a month or whether next time we do this and uh, – you come with three trading ideas, trade setups that you think you're liking over whatever time period. Maybe you do one short term, one medium term, one longer term, and just and come back and, and we can put it on a chart and, and show people what you think and, and kind of and we can talk through your reasoning about why you thought those would be good trades and 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 through this podcast is what I want to kind of get you into the habit of looking for trades, how to like be following the markets and, and finding trade setups and things that you like. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't know. I think that's a good idea because <clears throat> okay. I'd actually like to. Because uh, you really just have to start paying attention to the markets more on a daily basis to really get a rhythm, see how the markets are moving, see how prices are moving. Um, and, you know, follow just a handful of things at the beginning. You don't want to just go so broad that, you know, you kind of like lose all semblance of what you're actually following. You can't, to get, You kind of want to follow a few at the beginning of, and kind of get a sense for the price movements and how the stock's moving and what, what causes the, the stock to move and things like that. Interesting. I think that's a good idea. I got my computer fixed finally, too. That's so a I good can, start. Yeah, because yeah. it's harder for me to do. Like, I don't just hang out on a computer anymore. Yeah. And it's very different. Yeah. Like, when I was working, yeah. it was a lot easier. <laughs> it's, and it's, yeah. it's like, and I'm, now... It's a very good way for me to just not work for 10 minutes is to <laughs> check in on the markets like 10 times a day. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it, it was like a different feeling. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm interested in this. And I'm like, and you know, just getting dots connected and um, always interested listening to markets and right. having different opinions. And, I, th- I think there are some very good podcasts that um, I would say the ones that are come out daily would be maybe like a 10 or 15 minute one that gives you a good synopsis would be a, a better way to keep in track. Um, of course, there's ones that come weekly, but some of those wouldn't keep you in touch with the day-to-day movements. But that might be a good way to at least start following it and get the habit of following it without looking at a computer all day. Yeah, I think I'd like to look... Um, <clears throat> so I do subscribe to Rogue Money. 
But yeah. I don't know. They tend to they'll have some gold Charles will go on there. They have some gold hawks on there, like the gym. Okay. The the guy who always referenced. That's where I heard that idea first. Okay. So I, I would I would recommend not worrying about gold as one of your first things <laughs> yeah, to start yeah, yeah, to start no, worrying but about. They, they talk about other markets too. Right. Just, I only catch it sure occasionally. It's, but as far as, as they'll talk about crypto too. We want to get more into like pure um stock you know, people, pure market stuff and less of the sort of half markets, half whatever weird government conspiracy they're, pe- they're that peddling that day. You that know. I love. Yeah. You know, so like Zero Hedge is fine to like check in on every once in a while, but as far as like using that as like your main news source or whatever or something similar to that, you know, pretty much any of the, the news sites that they link through their site besides their own articles, like all of those I would consider to not really be that useful to use as far as being profitable trading. Um, what would you recommend? <laughs> well, a, a varied diet of uh, of Twitter dudes would be my would be my honest opinion. Um, I have I don't I'm not on Twitter anymore. I don't have an account, but I've bookmarked about ten of my favorite. And this is finance like a guys. list we could share. Sure, I could, I could, I could share. I could listen, absolutely. And I, think, and I think there's a way through. Um, Feedly. Well, one thing I could do too is yeah. Just there's have... ways we could we could just share the list. Yeah. Um. We, I mean, there's all there's TweetDeck. You could like build a public um channel or whatever they call them. I forget. I, I used to use TweetDeck, but anyways, you could build one of those. And, but the bottom line is that I think that's probably at this point FinTwit is financial Twitter is FinTwit as they call it is really where like financial information is happening right now. Um. Every major um, financial reporter has an account. That's where they're breaking all their news. And it's also too. I mean, there there's different. I mean, where people like Elon Musk. Oh yeah, I mean, crazy yeah. Shit. CEOs of all the companies are tweeting. I mean, there's so much happening on fi- financial Twitter that that you kind of just have to follow some main accounts there to to keep up because things are happening so quickly, especially these days when like a headline two days ago that the U.S. was planning to um, increase the tariffs to. to to a huge broad range of all the Chinese goods. If these new talks that are happening at the G20 don't uh, produce anything good, then they're going to, I mean, and as soon as it happened, stocks dropped like 300 points in like a half hour. So you really do, not that you want to be having positions on and they're going to be affected by that sort of news. Cause you're not going to probably want to be doing day trading since you're not sitting in front of a computer all day. You're going to want to be thinking about how to position for longer time frames. But what about with uh, <clears throat> Robinhood and stuff like that? Do you think you is it easy I mean, to day trade with that? If you well, Robinhood um, technically doesn't allow day trading. Um, but it's kind, it's kind of they kind of can't because you, there's no they're not charging commissions, which is their big selling point. And which, to be honest, is really your only option with a hundred dollars is to trade without commissions. Otherwise, within like three trades, you're going to have spent all your money on commissions. Like. Unless you have like fifty grand, then like trading with commissions is really choose up your account pretty badly because it's like you know five to ten dollars every trade, sometimes more with options trades, and, you know, depending on how many contracts but, you have. But if you wanted to be casual, I mean, so the U stock thing, I was going to check out too. Possibly. So you can use something like U stock to um, paper trade. You can use so many, there's so many different accounts and with different platforms that. You know, just kind of look around and see what UI you like the best to paper trade. TradingView has their own paper trading system. You can paper trade right within TradingView. That was my that's my recommendation as far as charting, and you can also paper trade within that. And they have a stock screener there. So you'd want to use a computer. 
to, to really trade. You don't want to be as disconnected. You can, I mean, there, I mean, it's of course moving in the direction where it's going to be more and more possible. There's more and more functionality being built on Robinhood. That's what I'm using right now, but I don't use Robinhood to do all my data research on the back. I, I just use it to, to uh, trade because they don't charge me commissions and they don't. And now they have options trading too, which I'm part of the beta testing for that or something. Like I was the first one that, first people they allow to do options because they just launched it like six months ago so options without fee without commissions is pretty cool so you're a test user i mean i, I don't think so i think i probably test people before me but i was one of the first people that got like blue, blue check mark by the system or whatever <laughs> that's still pretty good though that's <clears> like, <throat> i think what's kind of interesting is with kind of software and people in our age demographic is we know how to use yeah computers and phones yeah. and i think you and i the ui is getting there me, you've pulled out of using the phones <laughs> like you know what i mean you've gotten more off grid i mean I've, i don't have a phone number but the phone is barely used as a phone anyway so and not having a phone number doesn't really mean i'm not using a smartphone i still have it on me all the time it just doesn't have a phone number connected to it but it does everything else that everybody yeah. else's smartphone does which is like pretty much everything so i'm not i'm i haven't gotten away from using a smartphone i'm not don't I mean, don't that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just don't have it. There's no phone number. You can't get a hold of me whenever you want. And people kind of forgot that that's how it always used to be. But I yeah. kind of, I kind of want to keep it like that because well, I like it because it's like if, if <laughs> I don't want to be I, if you and I make plans. Yeah, that's what I want. If I want to, I like making plans ahead. So if somebody wants to be like, ah, you want to like talk for 45 minutes right now? Like, not really. Huh. Like, let me know when you want to get it. Like, schedule a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I think too. Um, I think that's kind of the way I'm. I'm trying to move more in my life because I think I. When I was working, one thing that I I would try to do is just to break up the mundaneness of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, when you actually plan, right? There's really no mundaneness at all. There's just and as far as planning and trading goes, like you could do it. Like as Rich was just saying, your roommate for those of you podcast listeners, <laughs> he was requesting that you get up early with him and walk the dog. You, yeah. That's really what you want to be doing is if you're going to be kind of paying attention on a daily basis is get up early and like figure out what's going on early before. Damon said he's been getting up at 3 a.m. Well, because he's trading other markets too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're just trading American markets, I mean, most of them don't open until 930. Um, you, there's, um, or you can, there's early hours that you can trade too, but as far as the main markets to open at 930, but you still want to be getting up and seeing what's happening in Asia early and seeing those kind of things. So I think it would be good to have a plan of like every day from this time frame, I'm just going to check into the market, see what the markets are doing, like see what my stocks that I'm following are doing. Maybe it's only 15 minutes, 30 minutes, but if you have, you know, a checklist of I'm going to, this is what I need to figure. Planned office yeah, hours. Every day, yeah. And you just kind of go through your checklist and, and see what's going on so you don't get caught off guard with anything, then that's, that might be a good way to at least dip your toe in. I think that's a good idea because I think uh, another thing that's going to help me with is being organized with making sure I'm working on the podcast or posting right. that day. Like I, I'm still behind on episodes. It's like I need to get these out. Like mm-hmm. I need to get them just fired out. Yeah. And then there's like other things, and it's like if I'm if I'm spending those office hours every day down there, then I'm going right. to post an episode yeah. every day. Yeah, I think that sounds like yeah. And I and earlier in the morning does seem to like at least. For the majority of the population seems to be like the productive more productive times of the yeah. day like once you get later in the day other shit's going on the world's up and you know there's yeah. more distractions yeah 
So uh, I've always found like when I wake up early at 6 a.m., 5.30, I get a good hour and just catch up on the markets. Like you can get some serious um, research done. Do you exercise after? Like when do you throw that in? I feel like I'd have to oh, exercise I'd, first. Oh, I, I, dirty secret, I don't exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Besides like my biking and walking every once in a while. Yeah, but your, your stuff, I think your goals are different too. I think like I need to get, a little bit fitter and I need oh, to move my yeah. body a little bit just to get it rolling. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Exercise is, is a big part of some traders days. I know that some of the traders I've followed, have talked about getting up and getting a workout in early to get the blood flowing and get going. So yeah, whatever, whatever works for you. But, um, I, I definitely think some sort of routine is helpful. I think, yeah. So, so I think the plan then is to be, I need to, have a routine. Yep. But next time we do this, a morning routine yep. of checking the markets. <clears throat> but uh, now, now let's talk about what that what, what that actually means. Okay. What does that what mean? What is checking the market? What I mean, what, what, what do you yeah. think? What do you think checking the markets so, means? <laughs> what I used to do is get on zero hedge, okay. follow some government, look at some conspiracies. <laughs> really enjoy that. This is when I used to work. I'd have right. coffee. Sure. Um, maybe drinking coffee and yeah, looking yeah. at reading, catching up, what's going on. Yeah. So this is why I'll, I think trading view comes in handy because you can create, um, a couple different spread, different uh, charts where you'll have four, eight different charts that you can lock in. So you just, you know, go to that page every day and you know that you're going to have the S and P, the dollar, gold price, Bitcoin price, you know, VIX, uh, ten-year bonds. You know, you're gonna have like your eight major things that you want to get a snapshot of every morning, and that that's what I do. I have my my go-to futures chart where it's just like all the important futures. You know, dollar yen, all the like eight of the most important things that I think will give you like a snapshot of. You can if you look at these eight things, you can pretty much figure out what happened overnight. So something like that, and then actually understanding kind of, and then. That's if you just want to follow like a macro picture. For what you're going to want to be doing with $100 in a Robinhood account is trading super discount. I mean, with $100, you're not really you're not investing long term. Let's you're it's kind of like a lottery ticket that you want to cash and then hopefully you'll have enough to then invest. With $100, you're trying to like make it into a thousand. It's would you would you agree with me? Like, yeah, you're not going to be just like buying 10 shares of Ford and sitting on them for a year, right? No, no, I think I should have... Because um, $100 does, it gives you very few options of like w- what you're actually getting. Because if you had $1,000 and you... Because with $100, you know, in the stock market, you're making, you know, 5 10% is like a pretty good return on a trade. You know, of course, people make money much more than that. But like if you make 10% on every trade, you're doing amazing. So 10% on $100 is only 10 bucks though. So like... Not really built. So they, so like there's there's the ways to do it either to buy super depressed stocks that are super cheap that you think are going to sky for some reason, or trade super cheap options on you know out of the money events. So that's one thing to think about. But it's not the easiest. It's definitely not the easiest or best way to trade. I mean, it's not the way I would recommend. Like recommend like paper trading for six months and then starting with like five thousand dollars and like easing into it with like regular trades not saying that 
you should have five thousand dollars to trade. But I mean, trading with a what I'm saying is trading with a hundred dollars is severely limiting your options. That makes sense. I mean, because what you could buy like most there's many stocks you won't be able to buy any of because there's over a hundred dollars and you can't buy fractional shares on Robinhood. But I mean, right now like Rite Aids. If you look at the charts, we don't have to look at them. The right A has been super depressed. It's at like a dollar. It's at like a dollar, yeah. And uh, I think it bottomed out at like ninety eight cents a week ago. And like some some people were like jumping on that, thinking it was like you know oversold. So if you bought a hundred shares of that, and then it went to two dollars, then you actually get a return. You know, so I'm not saying it will. Maybe it goes up. Even if it went up to dollar fifty, it's yeah. made fifty bucks. So you know that's. So you need to know when to get in and when to get out. And I well, think that's, that's like, well, that's the number one. I mean, you, before you enter any trade, you need to have a plan of what your target is and, and when you're going to get out, either to the upside or the downside. Yeah, because I think you know one thing that uh, Chuck said to me was, "Drew, you're not an old man. Like you know, you you don't buy and hold. Like you you trade. I mean, you well, this at least this account. I mean, we're yeah. talking about trading here. There's other accounts that I have that I am buying and holding in. I mean, my retirement accounts. I'm not. I'm not date. I'm not swing trading my retirement accounts. I'm swing trading very small accounts that you know. If I lost it all, it wouldn't be a big deal. Interesting. So I mean, I, you can talk about investing, and that's a, but that's a whole different topic. We're just talking about actively trading a, a smaller account for a, an average middle class man. <laughs> Or woman, or woman, or woman, or woe man, <laughs> or other. Um, so, so that's so. These are the types of things you need to think about, and that's why. And there's so many resources for different strategies and things like that. And Damon could give you some, maybe some better tips on those sort of things. I mean, there's trend following. There's um, all sorts of different strategies that you can look into, but um, you'll have to look specifically into how to trade with smaller penny stocks and there's not even that many stocks that cheap listed in Robinhood because a lot of once they get down to a certain level they become penny stocks and they get delisted from the major exchanges and they go to the the OTC pink sheets as they used to be called Hmm. Um, penny stocks penny stocks so um, then you can't trade penny stocks on Robinhood so Um, and if you and and the since you could trade penny stocks on, it would probably be a count minimum of a thousand bucks, I would assume, because the fees, the commissions on penny stock trades are usually more than regular. So, I would not recommend trading penny stocks. But you can you can look into trading options. That's not going to be a beginner's thing. But um, yeah, I, I think there's just kind of do some googling about you know stock trading strategies and things like that because those are the and you need to be looking for stocks that are super depressed and ways to screen stocks and use stock screeners like Finviz is a great website that has a free stock screener and you can just enter values of, you know, how far down from its 52-week high is the stock and, you know, do 10 different things that will sort out stocks that are super low, like price per earnings or super super low valuation for whatever reason. And those are the sort of stocks you can start to build your charts with and, and see when they reach certain levels that maybe they'll be worth taking a shot on. Interesting. So this, the, this it, is a lot for me to consider. That's here. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is, you might be getting in a deeper pool than you thought. Well, I, think, <laughs> though, I think though, I think it'd be good for me. Cause I think it's uh it, it is, uh, 
I don't know. It gets my gears turning. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what's. I mean, yeah. You start making all sorts of connections about global events when you start following the markets. That's for sure. And then you can also say what to do next. What am I gonna do next? Well, that is that is the. uh, Oh, you mean next in life? What do you mean next? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, markets are all forward looking, so yeah, you definitely have to be thinking about. What's what's ne- coming next and assigning the most important thing is kind of taking a macro view, but then assigning probabilities to different outcomes and not getting too uh, tied into any certain outlook. That's what has gotten me in trouble. Has gotten many every trader in trouble is becoming too tied into a certain position and thinking that it you know can never go against you. And as it goes against you, you just stay stubborn. So you have to be able to reassess your reassess your positions all the time. That makes sense. That's why the the Twitter list that I can share has people that have divergent thoughts from bulls to bears, from dollar bears to dollar bulls to I don't know if there's any technical gold bugs on my list anymore. They tend to not be super high signal to noise. Well, the the macro voices thing was was pretty interesting um, because they were saying look at gold for something like that, and I thought and I was like, oh, this is like a pretty interesting well i mean i'd certainly advocate owning gold i but as far as trading gold it's a whole different story yeah i mean go buy some physical gold you know that's great but um trading gold is you know there's you're just trading papers many other factors well yeah you're definitely trading the paper futures um but there's there's just it's just much more complicated than just owning gold (laughs) so So that and that's and that ties into the paper futures is what was it part of the reason what spurred the Bitcoin mania in the previous thing too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper futures are what started trading Bitcoin on uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange last year, and so. that created some craziness potentially. Yeah, yeah. Who who really knows? Yeah, cor- <laughs> correlation and causation. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That we we can kind of leave it there for now, I guess. I, I don't know if you do you have any questions about. I didn't. I don't really have specific recommendations for like websites to go to every day because I've always been changing my websites. And like yeah. I said, right now, I, I kind of but have foregone websites. Twitter, I Twitter think Twitter is where everything's happening. Like if you really want to keep up to date, and we could share the list on. The yeah, I mean, notes. and and they're all and a lot of them are like the most common financial famous. If you go to like the top ten. List of follow, most followed fin twitters. I'm sure I have half the list, so it's not like these Kramer. are not no not Kramer. <laughs> Nobody associated with CNBC, but um, no, they're 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 known people. They're not like it's not like some weird dudes with no followers. They're like yeah, they're not like people that would try to be produced. Or something. No, so they're mostly just like small. Small um, guys that run money privately or or have some strong macro opinions. So those guys are always interesting. Um, and we'll put links again in the show notes for Macro Voices and DH Unplugged, and I think any resources that we're following. There's there's um several other um good podcasts. There's a couple ones that might be better for like a beginner type. I mean, Macro Voices is very much like advanced topics and. It's more for like hedge fund guys and things like that. Um, a good a good one um, is called Animal Spirits. It's a, a one by <clears throat> by a couple of younger guys that comes out every week. It's pretty short and it's like you know they 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 can cover some pretty th- some good things on a basic topic level. So Animal Spirits and then maybe a couple others. We'll have yeah, I'll, I'll list them out there. Sounds good. 
I can start listening then. Because <laughs> I need stuff to transition to to listen to. So. All right. Well, anyways, Jess, thanks again for coming on and uh, yeah. and kind of getting... W- welcome to the here. big leagues, That's baby. Right. You're following <laughs> up with me, and I'm like... Uh, I, I haven't done anything. Yeah, so well, like, we need to have a pot. Well, I think you were stuck. You were stuck on the moving the money, and that's really the like should be like fifth on your list of priorities is worrying about how to fund your account at this point. Yeah, I mean, you should at least be profitable paper trading for a few weeks at the very least. Just get paper trading to just hang yeah, out just get gears. Log into TradingView, create yourself a free account. You can paper trade at least some of the markets that are that are live. So, see what happens. Sounds good. Well, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Look forward to talking again here soon. Later. Oh, wait. Value for value. Oh. We're the value for value network. So, <laughs> $1 a month on Patreon. I've been I've been putting stuff up. But yep, just, it's I, true. I, DDP I yoga. Stuff, DDP Go yoga. Go out and get it. Possibly. We're not going to necessarily market the best there. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to spread the word too far, but yeah. for you freaks. Yeah, yeah, down some DDP yoga. Some DDP yoga. I I had a a post about why I love it and how much it's helped me, and I and I put a Google Drive link of like some routines I did. So, anyways, guys, check that out. And uh, yeah, so one dollar or twelve dollars a year. Um, Hope you and, and I'll keep bringing you guys content just like this. All right, bye.